Hello everyone, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled Book and Podcast. Today I would like to speak to you about something really important in your Christian life. You know that my book Identity Unveiled talks about our worth and our value and how God looks at us. Um, Our life experiences, especially those negative ones, do not determine our worth and value. They don't define us. They don't destroy us. Um, And so we need to make sure that our worth and value is separate and apart from anything really bad that we go through right now. But in conjunction with that, I want to talk today about spiritual gifts. Why is this so important? So let's pause that thought, that question just for a moment. And I want to talk about just how you live out your daily life day to day, what kind of behaviors, um, you know, what you do from day to day. And so I want you to think about these three categories while you think about yourself and your way of doing life. So first of all, you have your passions. Your passions are just those things that you uh, enjoy doing. Um, My husband loves going to sporting events, okay? He just loves that. He can't get enough of it. It's a passion. It's a hobby. So think about what your passions are. It might be knitting. It might be gardening. Now, in conjunction with that, and think of your own list and what you enjoy doing. It might be playing a musical instrument. Um, It can be any number of things. But also think about how that might overlap with what I'm going to call the next category is, is coping behaviors. A lot of times our hobbies can actually be our coping behaviors when we are in an extreme time of stress. Now keep in mind, there are major life stressors, there are minor life stressors, Uh, it can be anything in between. Um, And so what's important to managing and coping through life is to identify what I call the top 10 list of your healthy, they've got to be healthy, coping behaviors when stress strikes because they become your buffer, um, your resilience um, way of coping when life gets really, really hard. So you've got your hobbies, which again can, can be your coping behaviors, uh, which are a good thing. So please identify those. This podcast is more of a call to action. Um, I want you to create this top 10 list. I've mentioned it before on previous podcasts. Um, Think about your hobbies. Can they be utilized as coping behaviors? Uh, Sometimes coping behaviors may not necessarily be hobbies, but hobbies can be coping behaviors. So let me give an example. One of my life joys, and this has to do with when I grew up with my grandmother, Um, We had no shower, so um, I love taking a tub bath to this day. A tub bath isn't a hobby, but it is certainly a coping behavior for me because it allows me time to de-stress when I'm 
in a season of stress. Um, so I hope you can see the difference. So think about where your coping behaviors and where your hobbies overlap. But now let's talk about your spiritual gifts. What do we know about spiritual gifts? Well, when you make a life choice to surrender to God, to live a faith-filled life, what scripture tells us is that the Holy Spirit bestows certain gifts on you. Now, this is not a comparison uh, way of living. It really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing in your community of faith or in your church. It becomes a matter of you only asking yourself, how has God, through the Holy Spirit, equipped me to live out my Christian walk? Now, we do know that in the book of James, you know, he's a big proponent of taking action with your life. Um, and, and that's what the spiritual gifting is really all about. It's knowing what those spiritual gifts are and then living those out in forms of ministry to help the body of Christ. You can Google. Um, there are several scriptural references about spiritual gifts. Uh, you can Google that. I encourage you to do that. Um, but it's very important for you to know what your spiritual gifts are. So why would this be important? Well, you need to know your gift so you know how to define your part in ministry within the local body, within the local church. Uh, so how do you know your gift? Well, I'm going to be referencing today a hard copy book that I used years ago. Um, it's called Network, Understanding God's Design for You and the Church. Um, so I actually used um, a more traditional handwritten book, hard copy method for uh, identifying my spiritual gifts. And I'll be sharing with you what those are. But there are also many online assessments. All you have to do is go to Google, type in spiritual gift inventory, and a plethora of free assessments will come up. Now, I encourage you to maybe take two or three, especially if they're free assessments, see if you get the same result. Um, let me say this, the longer the test, the more likely it's a more robust assessment. Okay, so the longer the test, um, if it only takes you five minutes to complete, that might not be the most robust and more accurate assessment. So look for an assessment that actually will allow you a little bit of time to take because chances are it's going to be more accurate than those very short versions. So let me talk about the spiritual gifts that were in the book that I used years ago. This is how they currently describe some of the spiritual gifts. The gifts are, or this is what I was tested on, um, administration, apostleship, craftsmanship, creative communication, discernment, encouragement, evangelism, faith, giving, helps, hospitality, intercession, knowledge, leadership, mercy, prophecy, shepherding, teaching, wisdom, 
healing, interpretation, miracles, and tongues. Um, now, I'm not going to get into the debate on whether some of these spiritual gifts are actually active today. Um, I'm not going to do that. You will find anybody to make a case on uh, one side of that argument or the other. That's not the purpose of this podcast. Um, but for me, this assessment was very enlightening. And what I discovered was that um, there were three top spiritual gifts for me. I'll share with you what they are. The first one, the highest score, was discernment. What does that mean? It's being able to distinguish between truth and error. Okay, I can actually listen to someone talk, and it's almost in my mind. It's like I've got two buckets. Um, I can hear truth in what they're saying, so I'll put that in one bucket, mental bucket, but while they're talking, I can hear error in what they're saying. And it's almost like I have the ability to, dis well, I do. I have the ability to distinguish between the two. Um, and so the downside of that is I might come across as a little harsh if I'm challenging someone on what they're saying. And I know that about myself. Um, so I have to be on guard against that. So the second spiritual gift that um, I rank the highest on, in fact, this one and discernment, I got the same score, was faith, believing God's promises. Um, so, you know, either you believe what he says to be true or you don't. For me, there is, there's no black and white in it. Um, and so there was a time in my life, you can read all about it in my book, Identity Unveiled, where I knew about God, but I didn't know who he was to me. And that is a crucial question that we must answer if we're going through a time of crisis. But what's interesting is that once I got through that season of time, I'm wondering if my spiritual gift of faith then became activated. Um, so I'm curious about that. I'm, I do wonder if God allowed that gift when I decided at a young age to follow him to be implanted in me. But what's interesting is that I think it laid dormant because I had to go through a very hard season in time after the death of both of my parents. Uh, but it was something else that triggered my questioning of God's promises. So I had to get that right in my thinking. So it's interesting now that discernment and faith are my top two spiritual gifts. Another one that is a very close third for me is encouragement. Now, what does that mean? It's to present the truth. Okay, that's kind of going back to my discernment um, and combining it with my faith, presenting the truth so as to strengthen, comfort, and urge people to action. Um, and this is why I've chosen life coaching using my counseling degree as a life coaching tool, because I want help people to know what the truth is, to settle in on what is true and what is right in their life. And then based on that, urge them to take steps of action in their own life 
because they're not a victim. Um, take it from a victim mentality of the past, which I definitely had for many, many years. Um, again, in that hard season of life, when I was trying to uh, reframe my belief system for truth, which took some hard work, um, it I also realized that I needed to take ownership of my own life. And so, um, you know, God is not going to do that for us. He has given us dominion and um, volition. That's part of his image in us. And he never, he is not going to take the first step toward changing your life. Okay, that's a very bold statement. But here again, I'm using my spiritual gifts to give you a, a word of truth on that. Um, so that's why it is so important that we have God as our master, but then he has bestowed on us mastery for our life. He has given us responsibility and dominion. So let's talk about these spiritual gifts for you. So go online or get a hard copy book that addresses spiritual gifts. I'm sure you can Google this as well if you want to take a hard copy version. But here's the benefit. I want you to know your gift. So number one, K-N-O-W, know your gift. Because what this is going to do is it is going to enlighten you on how you live out, live out your Christian faith. Um, so let me give an analogy. At Christmas, one of my favorites for the family is making a chocolate pecan pie. Okay, I love this chocolate pecan pie. So an analogy would be if I go to the store and I get all the ingredients for the chocolate pecan pie and then I leave them on the counter. I just leave them on the counter. Well, guess what? The pie is not going to make itself. Um, without action, without action, um, my, my pie is dead. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. So this, I want you to look at your spiritual gifts as a way of the ingredients that God has now given you to live out, to create your form of ministry within the church, to get plugged in in an area where it's in your wheelhouse, okay? Um, and so that's why it's crucially important. It's, it's putting the totality of who you are in Christ, uh, his identity in you. It's how it's lived out. So know your gift. Take an online assessment. Get a book. Um, whatever your preference, take a longer test. And again, I believe it'll be more accurate and more robust. Now, number two, no 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 comparison friends it doesn't matter what anybody else's spiritual gifts are it doesn't matter um, how many times do we live a life of comparison oh you know i need to be a deacon in the church or i need to teach well guess what just because you're asked to fill a slot doesn't mean you should. If you know what your spiritual gifts are, then you will easily be able to say yes or no based on your gifting. 
Um, but again, it's wonderful to live a life of no comparison, even in the realm of spiritual giftings, because it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. And trust me, uh, I've been in church pretty much my entire life. I have seen where people have been plugged in to wrong committees, wrong committees in the church, wrong boards in the church, um, and it shows up. It shows up. Their inability to live up to that task by living out their spiritual giftings uh, is an epic fail because guess what? They're not serving where they should be serving. There are people teaching who should not be teaching. This is a bold one. There are people in leadership who should not be in leadership. They have not been gifted accordingly. There are people in administration who should not be in administration. They don't have their, that gifting. So this is why it is crucially important to know what your spiritual giftings are. So, number one, know your gift. Number two, no comparison. And then again, I alluded to this, no guilt. N-O, no guilt. Um, when, practical example, when my husband and I had uh, babies, sure, we filled our time in the nursery because we felt like it was a responsibility. Um, to be fair, for that season of life, for responsibility to be shared. When our children were toddlers, we took our time, we took our um, responsibility in taking care of those toddlers and even those preschoolers. Um, before we were at the age where our children joined us in the worship service. That's fair, that's right, that's sharing the responsibility. Um, but now, guess what? Um, I don't have any guilt when someone asks me to serve in a capacity that's not my gifting, because guess what? <laughs> it doesn't matter that there's a slot to fill. I don't need to feel guilt. I'm not guilted into doing something in ministry that I'm not equipped to do. And you will, what's the red flag in knowing what this is? The red flag is that you will burn out fast. And number two, you are not motivated to do it. It's drudgery and you just don't want to show up. So don't feel guilty about that. Those are actually warning signs that you don't need to be in that component of ministry within your local church. Um, so it does help you know how to channel your gift. Um, and again, know who you are because this becomes the byproduct of your worth and value as a daughter or a son of God. Um, so if you have any questions about this, I want you to email me at hopeunveiled at gmail, hopeunveiled at gmail. Um, but know again that this is a crucial component of who you are. It doesn't determine your salvation or your eternal destiny, right? We're not getting hung up on works. This is simply a byproduct of knowing which road you need to take for ministry, for living out your Christian faith. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. So in summary, again, I would love for you to um, make a list of your coping behaviors, 
Make a list of your hobbies. There will most likely be some overlap, but not entirely of those two things. And then a third category would be your spiritual gifts. And this will be a blessing to you. It will free you up to live out your Christian life with motivation, um, with a sense of purpose. Uh, And again, um, when you know how you are created, then you are able to live out your purpose and uh, live out um, who God has created you to be. It's It's a matter of looking at your spiritual giftings, perhaps combined with some of those messy life chapters that you've had. And again, if you have my book, I would love for you to pick up a copy on Amazon, Identity Unveiled, Daughter of the King of Kings, And so, again, the three main components of my book are who am I, which I think we're all asking, Um, who do you say I am, which is where is God when, when things get really messy in your life, and the third component is who I am. It's when you take the totality of who God says you are, what your life chapters have been, um, and then how you take all of it and use it to um, God's glory in sharing your life story so you can then be a conduit of blessing for others. Um, it's, It's where nothing is wasted in your life. So be encouraged, everyone. Um, Who you are, what your life experiences have been, combined with your spiritual gifts, there is no end for you knowing how you will influence and impact the kingdom of God while you're here on earth. So until next time, this is Shireen with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast. God bless you.